Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. On today's show, I have Gail Teven, a survivor and a coach with a heart for health and healing. She was a professional basketball player with the All-American Redheads and in her time with the team, toured all over the US and played against men, winning 80% of the games. She was an absolute pioneer, trailblazing for other women. Absolutely amazing. Like many, Gail has pivoted from her massage therapy business last year when COVID-19 hit and has redirected to become a health and wellness coach, utilising a blend of her therapeutic practices and her team building experience to create a program to help others heal and and build their mind muscles. She promises to ignite hope, clarity, and balance in the lives of those she helps. She is sweet and playful and knows all too well how to achieve success with focus on strategies with a combination of training with a good dose of fun thrown into the mix. Gail understands that there are rules to the game of life, but ultimately it is a game. So being energised and having fun along the way is what keeps us playing our best game. Hello, Gail. Welcome to the show. A very warm welcome to Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. As you know, this podcast is a safe space for women who have been hurt by some form of abuse in a relationship so that they feel supported in the challenges they face. Yours is a story which will speak to many. In this episode, I would like to first just kick off with celebrating um, Grace Tame's recent achievement of receiving the Australian of the Year Award. Grace is to be commended for her time advocating for a right to speak publicly about her experience of being sexually abused as a minor. The laws of the state of Tasmania, where she lives, had a gag law to keep many victims silent and rob them of their voice. Meanwhile, the perpetrator was able to openly brag about his conquest. One of the devastating psychological impacts of abuse in all its forms is the way in which victims feel shamed by their experiences and fear will hold them back from acknowledging what happened to them by speaking about it with others. That gag law did absolutely nothing to help victims seek appropriate support for crimes against them or even begin to heal from their experiences. Now, Grace Tame fought hard and won her own right to speak candidly and publicly about her abusive experience and has created a 
precedent for other victims too, which she is another trailblazer. Yeah, she has a tattoo on her hand which says, eat my fear, which for her represents swallowing her fear and moving on regardless. I'm so grateful that Grace Tame is advocating for victims everywhere to have a voice. This is very dear to my own heart and one of the reasons why I do this podcast. I know you will know why this is so relevant to our conversation today. So welcome, Gail. Thank you. Thanks. I'm really happy to be here and I'm grateful that you asked me to be here. I'm honoured that you're here as a guest today. Now, just to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about your own journey and about how that has led you to the work that you're doing now? Um, sure. First, I wanted to congratulate that young woman that that has triumphed over, over a lot of adversities. That's impressive and um, more power to her and to all of the survivors. Um, so w- when you first told me about um, that, it brought me to when um, I was in that uh, situation that you didn't talk about it. You didn't tell anyone. And it was the shame and the guilt that um, carries through, through your life. And with all of my journey in my learning and seeking help and as an adult, not, not as a child, because, you know, it was something you never talked about, but it brings me to a place in my career as a, as a coach to be able to, my training gives me great um, wisdom, but my history helps me understand. Mm. So that's, um, I think all of that circles back into my being a a coach and why I wanted to be a coach. Yeah, I guess guess that answers some of that question. Yeah, it does. It does. And there's, um, you know, along that road um I you know can't imagine the steps that led you here and the I I suppose the stumbling blocks that you faced along the way because of the pain of your experience from the past can you just um share you know impacts I suppose that it had on your adult life and yeah just I I guess that's it it's just how some of the impacts that it had on your adult life as you were entering into your adult life looking through the lens now looking back in retrospect can you see points along the road of that journey where you hit walls that had you not had that experience you would not have hit the same roadblocks I often wonder what I would be like, who Gail Tevian would be had I not had these experiences. Um, So as horrible as I've experienced and as horrible as it can be, it does make you who you are. It does um, make you be more sensitive to to things. And as, as a kid going through some of the things that I went through, uh, I thought that I had a target on my back that, okay, this is just the way it's going to be. And it made me stronger as I grew. Um, and when I was 18, 
I, there was a, a defining moment for me when I was 18 years old that I wasn't going to do it anymore. I wasn't going to tolerate it anymore. And I often ask um, people, what are you tolerating in your life? Mm-hmm. And I think what that ch- what changed that minute was that I wasn't going to tolerate it anymore. And it somehow gave me strength to be able to stop and um, just not be in that situation anymore. So it took a long time. And those things still affect me even today at 64 years old. They, the triggers happen, but I think because of who I am and because of how I want to be in this world and who I want to be um, for other people, I'm able to see it and feel it. And some days, some days it's not this easy, but to feel it and to look at it with through um, fresh eyes, to look at it through a different colored lens and to know that, first of all, I'll never have to be that kid again. And I'm grateful for it, for making me come this far. But I also want to, um, I know that you can move through it and it's not easy and you need some help. Mm -hmm. And I think just having someone say, I get it, is really helpful. You don't have to have the answers. Just be there and hear that I get it. I'm really grateful that you said that about getting some help because um, we're often resistant to doing that for all sorts of complex reasons that hold us back from reaching out and getting the support that is really going to help us to get through those challenges and um, and manage much better with what we have to do in our day-to-day life. Um, without help, it thinks that toxicity can cripple us and absolutely yeah completely debilitate us in all areas of our life and that is not how it has to be Mm -hmm. but we've got to you know get over that first hurdle of finding the courage to talk to somebody else about what has actually happened to us and and in that it's having the courage to to face those things ourselves, because when we actually give voice to what we have experienced, it becomes real again. Whereas when we keep things internalized, we can try and convince ourselves that everything's okay and it's not. And I think that's, I loved what you said about that question that you ask in what are you tolerating in your life because that's exactly what happens when you internalise these things is you just tolerate them and it's not that this is a good thing that is happening to you but you're putting up with something that is not good for you is unhealthy and 
that, you know, and this is because it's complex. It's because it's not easy to just, it's not black and white. It's not something that you can just say no to and step away from, you know, easily. It takes a huge amount of courage to when you get to that point where there's a crossroads and you decide to take that path that is that defining difference that will take you in a different direction. It's frightening that moment where you don't know what's going to happen when you start stepping out in a new direction. So um, I really appreciate that you've, you know, you've spoken about those things. And how do you feel about what I've said, Gail, in that uncertainty of you know you know you you don't want to put up with something anymore but you know that uncertainty that you feel about making that big change I think um one of the things that comes up for me is that it becomes familiar now whether familiar is you know comforting and um positive it, it familiarity is not always that so but it is po- it is a familiar place um abuse can be just what it is and you get wrapped up into it and you start to believe it so now you start to judge yourself and and I think once you can stop feeling that the world is judging you as you're judging yourself because we are our worst critic critics um I think then that's when you can say maybe I do need a little bit of help maybe I do need to say this out loud and use the words and hear the words and have someone else hear the words, mm-hmm. I think matters. And if we can stop the story that we're saying, this is how it is, this is familiar, it's been going on for whatever length of time it's been going on, I think that we can then see us as a little stronger and the familiarity and the fear um, the fear of staying in that becomes a little harder than the fear to step out of it. Yes. Um, because stepping out of it is very fearful. Mm-hmm. But also with that um, comes the, you know, the graciousness of your heart being true to you now. Yeah, I love that. I love that you said that there's fear in both things there's there's that fear of staying and then there's that fear of leaving it's so true and it really it is about you know which fear is is the stronger you know at any given point in time so um yeah it's there's so much you know vulnerability in what you're saying and it i think when you get to that point where you know, you're looking at that option to break the cycle, that that's the time where, you know, you've become strong enough to to say, I'm prepared to be this vulnerable to go through this pain, this new pain that I don't know anything about yet, Mm -hmm. but I am prepared to step into this new pain because I need this new pain is the relief, you know, which that's the irony is this new pain that you step into is the relief that you need to begin to heal from that toxic experience that you've been through. 
Hi, I just want to take a quick break and just ask you, are you ready to transform your life? So I'm not talking about being your fairy godmother, but I'm talking about being your support, your advocate, someone who's going to be in your corner to help you to go through that transformation. You are going to be your fairy godmother. You are going to create the change that needs to happen. And I am going to be there to help you every step of the way. So just get in touch if you're ready to transform your life. So, I think for me, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Please, please. I think for me, um, hearing that I'm, I'm no good and that I'll never be anything and that I need this, I, I you know, this is all that'll ever be. And the fear of stepping out of that, um, you become to, first of all, to believe that and to something that clicks in your head that just a flicker of maybe that isn't me, maybe there is more to me. So to step through that with that fear, um, I completely lost my train of thought. That's okay. Because I, I, you know, I think I know where you're headed with that and, um and yeah I've lost my train of thought too that's really really funny that we've both lost our train (laughs) of thought on on that one because it's I think this conversation is so big Mm. and um I, I just think what we were talking about and touching on is that guilt and the guilt and the shame that you feel um about being in that situation you go go you you learn um, to not trust yourself because you can't trust anyone. Yes. But when you see that little break that you are all of a sudden have the strength to get out of it, you learn to trust yourself because when you can trust yourself, more confidence, more love, more um, opportunities will be to break that cycle of familiarity. Mm-hmm. And that can take, it can take a long time. That's, sure I mean, it can take a lifetime, can't it? Because like, oh as, boy. as you said, you know, there's, there's things that trigger you and, you know, like you, I think things like journaling are really good because they help you to see that you actually have made progress. So even though you might have yeah. the same things you know, coming, cropping up, you'll see that you're actually dealing with them better over time. And they're not as, um, not as crippling as what they were when it was all fresh, when it was fresh, you know, things kind of bring you to your knees and, and it's really, really hard to pull yourself back up again and to take that next step. But um, as time goes by, that seems to, if you fall down, it seems to be, you don't fall down so hard. Yeah. You don't stay down for as long. You manage to pick yourself up faster and you manage to take that next step much easier without feeling too damaged from it. So do you agree with that kind of analogy? I do because what happens when you take that step and maybe another step, and then you fall, you have a reference now of where you can be. So give yourself time in that, in that um, fall, just 
stay there, become a little bit stronger, become a little bit more sure, and then take another step because that reference will get stronger and stronger and then so will you. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, one thing I was thinking about too when we both lost our train of thought <laughs> <laughs> was that that it's not your fault, you know, it's never your fault, but you you touched on that with the, some of the things that you were saying is that we end up blaming ourselves along the way for what is happening to us and for perhaps not being able to get unglued from that situation and that blame weighs us down even heavier um, and is the th- one of those big blocks that stops us from reaching out for support. And um, that's why it's really, really important to hear from, from people like you, Gail, and people like me who, you know, are survivors and we have experienced this guilt ourselves and we know that it's something, it's a really important part of your healing process to really understand and set yourself free from the guilt and the shame and, and stop blaming yourself for, for the situation and for, for being a victim to that situation. So, yeah. I'm, my, yes, please. My uh, experience is that um, the uh, abuse was much stronger than my will. And to be able to step away from the judging and the guilt and the shame, and it, it does come back. There's, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it never does, because it does. And it comes sometimes when you're, it's so unexpected. But I think by our, our growth in our journey, we're able to say, thanks for showing up that made me stronger. So now we can move forward again. Sometimes you go backwards. Sometimes you get into it and you know what, sometimes you deserve to sit on the couch for a couple hours, Mm. but to be, to remember that you can move out of that again, you can, it's not going to take somebody else. Yeah. It's, it's what's going to come from you and um, know that your judgment isn't always true just remember that there's a better you yeah yeah and uh, you know at the end of the day um you're a whole person as broken as you feel your value is still the same it never changed it didn't matter what happened to you along the way you are still precious you've Uh been precious the whole time and there's nothing that can happen to you which will ever rob that or change that and there's nothing that you could have done to change that value that you have so just hold on to that and know that you are absolutely precious now I really am excited I want to just change the direction of our conversation a bit um, because I'm so intrigued about your experience playing basketball and (laughs) and all the skills like that you've learned from that experience and and just being a basketballer and understanding team sports and um and just having your your game on you know i just want to talk to you about that and how 
just tell us about that experience and tell us how that um, relates to, you know, the way in which you coach too. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I do see coaching as a team. I think that we, we become a team um, and the things that c- can come up in coaching, you need other people to come in to be part of that team as well. So there are things that I'm not um, um, capable, not, not capable, but I'm not um, with the right education to get past some of the things. So it becomes a team in that way. But um, let me go back a little bit about basketball. I think because of my, my childhood, I became a better basketball player because I spent a lot of time with my basketball. So you, I just played basketball for hours in my yard and um, I would take my basketball to bed and I would just toss it up. And so my shot became a little bit better. And um, when I played through, you know, school, um, this is actually quite sad. I, I just remembered it. And um, when I was a sophomore in high school, um, my abuser took basketball away from me mm-hmm. because that's all I had. And um, he wouldn't let me play on the team any longer. So um, that was pretty devastating for me because now, you know, that, that was my control. That was what I had to give. Um, but later on, it made me a stronger kid. And um, I played in college and um, then, you know, I had the opportunity to play for the Redheads and it was just such a, a gift um, to be able to play again and to be able to give to people because the, in the, the style of basketball, it was, um, we, it was a show. We put on a show for the people and they came from all around, you know, we played in um, Zuni, New Mexico and they they were it's it wasn't a very popular uh, populated um place and it was a kind of a poor uh, situation and they came and they were just so excited to see us playing so um i think i was telling you the other day that no matter how i felt that night you know i may have sprained my ankle the night before because we played seven nights a week um i had to show my best self that night because you came to see me play you you didn't come to see me mope and uh, some of these nba players how they they pout and they're making millions of dollars they're they're still a showman they still have to show up for for the people that they're playing for so i think that um that made me a better um human in that it's not always about me there's something bigger and Um, Not that I had to prove myself, but I had to be there for you. And that really mattered to me. I can remember a little guy, um, we did our laundry in laundromats and a little fellow, he he was two or three, maybe three or four. And he came up and he just kept staring at me because we had red hair. And Mm -hmm. so it was, we stuck out in a town, Mm -hmm. you know, um, most of us were tall. I was not the tallest one. Um, the tallest one was six ten. Oh, so, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. You know, we we really made a, a splash when we entered the town in this big limousine with redheads printed all over. It was so beautiful, and um, the little boy just wanted to be with me. So we ended up playing catch. 
with one of the basketballs and, you know, more rolling and, and bouncing. But it was just such a gift to me to know that I mattered to that little guy. You know, maybe he's, he's 30 now. Maybe one day he thinks about me because I think about him. Yeah. And it's really, um, the people were just so beautiful and giving and loving for, for us. And it was just a great experience. We're in a lot of um, halls of fames, hall of fames. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure which way around it is. <laughs> um, each year, um, you know, individuals of, of, the, of the players go into their state uh, hall of fame. Um, but in 2012, we were inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, which is the big hall of fame. That was the hall of fame. And it was, uh, we're the first women team to be inducted into that hall. And we were there um, with all of the big pro players, you know, Michael Jordan, um, uh, Charles Barkley and Larry Bird. And it was just amazing to be, and they, uh, they were just so gracious to us for um, being with us. So it's, it was a very, the thing about the Redheads is that through the 50 years that we played, there were only 300, I think 350 women that played for the team in those 50 years. And as the years go on, there are fewer and fewer of us. And there's going to be a time that we won't have an actual redhead to, to be promoting the redhead. So it's, it's, um, it's humbling to yeah. be in the likes of the amazing people that have come before me yeah, and that we laid the ground for, you know, the WNBA and some of the players. In absolutely. The- absolutely. Like it's just a, an amazing thing to be a part of and um yeah what a what a gorgeous legacy you you have a really beautiful legacy so yeah one of which you should be very very proud of and and how do you think that you know your um your experience in terms of um the skills that you learned being part of a basketball team and knowing the strategies you know there were skills and strategies involved in your game and in um in your within your team you know like you required a certain skill set and you had to know your plays you know you know there would have been so much um you know preparation and um training involved to get to that level um, so how do you think that actually, you know, like reflects on the, your coaching practices? Um, certainly mindset. You have to have um, a positive mindset to play, certainly. Um, you have to be aware of what's going on. And to sometimes you'd have to know where I was a, a guard. I was a point guard. So I, I kind of set up the floor and I had to know what everybody was doing and where they all were. And it's, I think my gift in basketball was that I make them shine. It wasn't that I was going to score all the time or, but um, I became a very great passer. And I think as a coach, my um, intention is always to make you shine and to bring 
that glow from you um, even when you don't see it. So I think that that's part of what I brought from basketball. Um, I think pieces, you know, putting pieces together is is part of um, what I learned from that. And yeah, I just think that being a team player, like we were saying before, yeah, it's good. And I imagine you would, you've already sort of talked about some of the joy that you've experienced in, you know, um, in that time with the, the team. Um, you know, is that something that you also relate to your coaching work too, with um, just having fun that, you know, fun is part of the equation and joy is part of the equation in the, in the process? Yeah, I think when I can see, if I ask a question and I see the light bulb go off in somebody's eyes, there's no greater gift than that. Yeah, You have to um, put pieces together and then you know that you're doing the right thing. And that's, I think that that's what keeps me in my go. No, it's, it's, it's giving me the, the confidence to keep on going, that I'm making a difference. And that's really what I am imported um, from. I need to make a difference for, mm. for me. And when I can see someone else change, um, like uh, I'm a massage therapist. So when a massage client would come in and they would be in pain, um, I would have things to do and to, to um, move their soft tissue around. And when they left, uh, it always moved me that I made a difference yes. and that their day is going to be better because I was yeah. there. Yeah, I totally get that. I, I know that, you know, a big part of coaching is that you're bringing people relief. And, you know, this is the relief that they need in their lives to help them to transform and become, you know, the healthiest, strongest, most yeah. vital version of themselves. So, yeah, so I completely, completely get that. Yeah wanted to tell you about a little competition I am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle in your day and help you feel special and valued. Every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power. So once a month, I am giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener. Here's what you need to do to go into the draw. Just write a review on your favorite podcast app, paste it onto your Facebook stories and tag me, Sandy Johnston. All the details for the competition and a picture of a few of the beautiful tiaras I will be giving away will be included in the episode notes. So check out the episode notes to help you get into the draw for this competition. Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. I think I see um, coaching, and I'm not sure this is going to re relate to basketball, and I'm sorry um, if it's not, but um, in, in coaching, or I guess in life, I, I believe that we're all in pain. Now, pain presents itself so many ways, and um, abuse is a really big part of that pain. Um, fear is pain. And you can have pain from um, an injury. You can have pain from just a heartache that your dog passed. Mm -hmm. And 
when I can um, help people see a different side of that, maybe change their vision on that, maybe um, have a different perspective, that's gives me, you know, when I go to sleep at night, I'm, I'm grateful for that time that I shared with someone and that they were able to have a little bit of movement in their pain. Mm. So. I can so relate to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really can. Um, I just wanted to ask you a few other questions too. So, sure. okay, yeah. So can you suggest some tips for women who are struggling with the pain of past trauma? First of all, let me say I'm sorry because um, no one ever deserves to receive this pain. And um, I can only speak certainly for for my experience. And um, like I said, at times it's devastating. You can't get up out of bed. But for me, what has helped me move, um, I, I love to dance. So it's hard at times. But if you can turn a music on that you don't typically listen to, that will make you have a little bit more rhythm into your body. So moving will always um, change your your focus and change your mind. Um, uh, It'll probably never, ever make you forget. But for that few minutes, it gives you a little bit of relief to move out of where you are. Um, I... The water is really, really a big um, part of my life and my healing. Um, It doesn't matter. It it can be a pool, but I prefer a lake or a river or ocean. The the rhythm of it, you can stand and you can actually kind of gauge your breathing with the rhythm of the the waves. And um, I think just knowing that there's something bigger than than I am, you know, that I don't have to do this all by myself. And God forbid if I ever had to, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd still be way back then. But to have something to look forward to, uh, I spent a lot of years um, planning a weekend away so that I had something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And that gave me hope. I think hope is is a big thing. Um, And my dog had gotten me through a lot of hours of crying. Yeah. So a little human, a little feline, a little canine, um, something to touch. Um, that's probably why I went into massage. Yeah. Um, touch is so important to us. Yes. There's, there's such a thing as skin hunger, um, but there's also a thing um, of inappropriate touch. And I think that that's what we've all experienced too much. Mm-hmm. So when you can find um, another soul, that will give you appropriate touch, will give you a loving touch, will give you an open touch where you can thrive. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about for you to be able to thrive. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's um, there's so much energy in a healthy hug. Yeah. (laughs) You know. And we all miss it right now. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. It's definitely, you know, I think a lot of people will be craving um, that. What did you call it? The skin? Uh, Skin hunger. Skin hunger. Yeah. Your your skin hungers for touch. Yeah. 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 It's so true. So true. And um, yeah. Do you think that you'll go back to doing, incorporating some massage when things improve with the COVID situation? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, I took coaching 10 years ago so that I could um, respond to my massage clients yeah. um, at a deeper level. Yeah. And so it was just the right time COVID came to switch to coaching, Yeah. you know, more, more often. But I realized in COVID that my hunger to touch was real. Yeah. It was, I was depressed because I wasn't able to touch. Yeah. I mean, that's my gift. I touch. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I'm touching people through coaching yeah. and my heart just comes out. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I hope, I, I believe that I touch people. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I, I, I look very, very much forward to being a massage therapist yeah. again, because um, I, that was my identity. So when COVID came, I lost my job and my identity. Well, let's just so. talk about that for a minute, because um, I think that that is really relevant about having to recreate your identity. Sure. That is something that is part and parcel of coming out of an abusive situation. Um, you need to recreate yourself and there'll be times along the way in life for various reasons why we may need to again reinvent ourselves it's it's often not just a case of just reinventing yourself once there'll be right. different markers along the way in life in which we're required to do that um and can you yeah can we just talk about that and just what that looks like and feels like sure um and again, I can only speak to my own experience. And I've actually had many um, opportunities to reinvent myself. When um, that time when I was 18, Gail was going to change. And that I became someone stronger. And um, I became a flower that opened at that point. Um, petrified, but a flower. Mm -hmm. um, the next time in my life, my mom passed away completely pulled the rug out from under me and um I wasn't a daughter anymore I wasn't a caregiver anymore I wasn't the one who was needed so that was a big adjustment for me and um then I went to massage school so that I could give I, this this need this crave to give and to care for um and being a massage therapist for 20 years gave that to me and then that was taken away. So um, I had to start again. This one wasn't as, oh, let me say this, the first six months of that COVID, I was completely devastated. I, I, I didn't, I was completely lost. Um, but then I, I started to say, well, so is everybody else. Yeah. And then I, I can tell them, uh, let's see, you know, I took a lot of classes. I, I kept, my mind just kept wanting to get more, get more. And now I want to give it back, give it out. Um, this was my experience. I can help you with that. Okay. Um, you, you, don't, you lost your job. <laughs> I know what that feels like. <laughs> I can tell you that it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same, yeah. but you can move that and you can change that. And the, the key um, what I've learned from COVID specifically is flexibility. Mm -hmm. 
You have to be flexible in your thoughts um, and certainly in your pain and know that pain can change. Um, if you have a repetitive injury in your shoulder and it's always hurts and you wake up and you can't move or you sit at your desk and you're leaning over a computer all day, that shoulder's going to ache and ache. But if you can sit a little straighter, mm -hmm. if you can change your position, um, if you can ask somebody, what, what, what can I do? Um, let's see, uh, you ask a massage therapist, you're going to say, okay, you can put, did it just happen? You put ice on it. If it didn't, you put heat on it. Heat is always so soothing and, and comforting. But to know that even an emotional pain, you have that opportunity to change it with your perception and the story that you're going to tell yourself about that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There's some fantastic tips there. So thank you very, very much for that. Um, yeah, I, related to so many of the things that you were saying, I'm, um, I love music, I love dance, um, and I'm, I'm a water girl too, so I, I totally get that, um, the, the flow, the ebb and the flow, you know, with water and the expansiveness of water when you're near water and it just, it, it's so large and, yeah, you know, it really um, just makes worries seem smaller somehow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a funny, funny little uh, story here. Um, the ebb and flow um, and to change your perception of something. Um, I do not live near the water. My mind lives near the water. When I hear traffic on the street outside, I say, oh, there goes another boat. And I can hear the water of the wake of the boat. So it's my perception of this car is leaving a trail of water. So um, it makes me feel a little more comfortable that I, I live in this beautiful place on the water and um, I get to listen to this every day. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, imagination is very powerful. And um, th that's something that can really be switched off, I think, when you oh, yeah. are in a sort of depressive state. It's very um, challenging to reignite that imagination, but it is just such a fantastic tool to be able to do that. One of the ways that I um, like to help people with reigniting their imagination is through guided meditation. Ah. Yeah, because I just find that if they're, if, if they're listening to somebody else and they're being guided, it will help them to create these images rather than them having to sort of think it all up in their own heads and it can be a bit too much like hard work. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. Um, there's when you can hear someone else's voice, uh, there's little firing that's going to be happening. Oh, that, that, oh yeah, yeah, that, oh, oh boy, what, that reminds me of. So, or when you're in the meditation, just to take it all in, yeah. relax, let you, those words be soothing water over you. Yeah. So I think that's really beautiful. Oh, just beautiful. I'm loving our, our conversation. Um, 
we are going to wrap up in a moment. We're almost out of time. No, uh, no, no, no. Let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> this is, I know. This is so wonderful. It is, it is. I agree. Are there any other experiences that you've had in which you've had an opportunity to um, to work with p- people therapeutically? Yes. Um, as a massage therapist, I had an opportunity to work with young girls. I can't even say women, young girls that were trafficked. And for um, that opportunity to be able to give my touch was so, so moving and beautiful. Um, oftentimes they wouldn't allow me to touch them. So I would have to sit, you know, a a little ways from them. And each week that I would see them, I would move closer. And then I was able to touch them and to see them, to feel them, um, your body has muscle memory. So oftentimes they would just clench up, you know, with 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 a physical hand on them. But with time and um, my approach to them, their skin, their muscles would just melt under my hands. Mm -hmm. And to hear them say, you know, hey, this is, this is awesome. To, to have them experience touch in a, in a positive, loving, safe way. Mm -hmm. It was an an amazing gift for me. And that's what part of what I look forward to getting back to, to work Mm -hmm. and being a massage therapist. Yeah, yeah. That's, Thanks for asking that. Oh no, that's it's. I'm so glad that you you shared that because um, yeah, that's something that we hadn't talked about, and particularly that thing of of muscle memory and how that that really makes sense. That you know you will have a reaction where you'll tighten up and in that Resist. in that self when you go into self preservation mode because you don't want to allow more pain in so yeah that's completely understandable it's really good to have an understanding of of that and how that impacts on on victims yeah oh really sure good. yeah um a great example of muscle memory is um, an olympic athlete an elite athlete they're um they do their program their um whatever they're, they're in a runner, they run in their mind. Um, and so their muscles remember that when they actually are going to do it because now they've been over it and over and over it. So their muscle is going to do what it's supposed to be. When I was in massage school, there was a story that they told us that this young man was, um, paralyzed and he, didn't have any strength his he didn't have muscle tone so he, in his mind he worked out his muscles in his body so pretty soon they were noticing that he was getting tone in his arms and his, his stomach was getting fit so your mind doesn't your body doesn't know that it's not actually doing it while you're thinking about it um one of the programs i have i actually do isometric exercises with people. It's very basic. It's very um, low key. But my uh, one of my ladies is 75. And she said to me, the movement is like, hold your arms up. And she said to me after we were finished, oh, my 
God, I'm sore. I said, you would be sore it, because you're not lifting, you know, 30 pounds or you're not going out running. Your body, your mo- you told your body, because we focus on each individual muscle as we do this. So her muscle has no clue that she just hasn't, you know, done 30 rep- reps with, you know, 50 pounds. It just knew that it was being exercised through their mind. And so your mind is amazing. Yeah. So, and, and to bring back muscle memory and stuff, I kind of got off on that. So, I'm no, sorry. <laughs> it's you know, it's really fascinating, and it just shows me how this blend of different um, skills and knowledge that you have, how you know, it works into some really effective, you know, programming in terms of you know that. Um, synergy between the physicality and the you know the mental acuity so it's um yeah really really amazing yeah it really is that understanding yeah i just ask you uh, what is one myth about abuse that you would like to debunk that it's your fault yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's you stay. You stay yeah, you stay because you've been convinced of this is you. This is how it's going to be. This is because of you. It's always you, you, you. Um, it is you when you step out of it. That's who you are. That's that's there. Um, and the beauty of being in it is that you can move through it. Yeah, yeah. Very well said. Very well said. Exactly. Yeah, we don't have to stay there. It can seem absolutely impossible oh, yeah. to have anything different, but we don't have to stay and at that time is the time to really reach out and get support. And there are many different supports out there. A good place to start with support if you don't know where else to go is to talk to your doctor. Another good place is to look at online counselling services. Um, and those specialist online counselling support services are normally free services and they're available 24 hours a day. And they're a great place to start because if you haven't made that um, step of going to, say, the police and in involving yeah. the authorities in getting um, help to make that person accountable for what they've done to you, then that counselling service can help you to get take that next step, which is a really, really scary and challenging step to take. Um, and there is also quite a bit of shame and uh, embarrassment and guilt that can be felt when you're involving the authorities in your personal life. Um, but they are there they're um, there to serve and protect you. So this is their job. This is what they do. And they are 
they see this every single day. Sadly, they see it. the majority of the work that is done by the police force revolves around domestic abuse. So, um, so they don't feel ashamed or embarrassed about involving the police to get the appropriate support that you need to stay safe. Absolutely. Um, just two thoughts came to mind. Um, the first one, you're worth it. Yeah. You're worth it. Um, and uh, sometimes the experience of um, having that reaching out, um, that even if that first therapist or counselor or um, doctor is not giving you what you need, please don't stop. Yes. Because your need will be met. Yes. And you are worth it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy, and thank you. This, this is such a, 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 filled me with love. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. I'm really just blown away by our conversation too. And um, I know that you have the same heart as I do to help others um, that we don't want people to be stuck to stay stuck in their situation we don't want people to um, live with pain when they can find relief um, and that we want you know ultimately you know we want people to know how precious they are trust yourself again yeah absolutely that's what it's going to come to okay now i really love it if you could please share any links so that women can connect with you if they'd like to connect with you um the only thing i don't have a website or anything like that um i can give you um i'm on facebook facebook get, facebook get, get, uh, Mark's TVN and um, my email address I'd be happy to share that with you yeah. if you'd like um, it's tvncoaching dot, uh, at gmail.com t-e-e-v-a-n coaching at gmail.com beautiful and I will Thanks. include those links in the episode notes so if listeners want to refer to the episode notes, they, you can just click on the link and it'll take you to Gail's Facebook page or it will take you to her email and you'll be able to get in contact with her. So um, I wish you all the very best with, with your coaching, Gail. You've got a, Thanks. a beautiful a beautiful heart. You're a, a beautiful person and yeah. um, you have a lot of wisdom to um to share thank you and so do you sandy i learn from you every time i speak with you <laughs> it's a, i just it's wanted to thing. <laughs> i just wanted to say um if anyone did want to just i would love to have a conversation with them yeah I, i'm open to having you know a, a conversation with anyone who'd like to wonderful wonderful so yeah just um anyone who feels like taking gail up on her 
offer don't hesitate to have a chat with her she's the easiest person in the world to talk to (laughs) and for the final question gail because this podcast is the tiara's tears and triumphs podcast what does this title mean to you as a woman strength um coming up growing um just having power regain that back that the strength is in you and with you beautiful beautiful thank you so much i just thought it'd be really good to end on a a basketball (laughs) players that's awesome thank you basketball isn't just a sport it's an art one that be must be mastered to succeed and i think that maybe we can can attribute this quote to life as well that it isn't just a game it is an art one that must be mastered to succeed so this is where coaching is you know a great thing for people to do if you haven't tried coaching um you know doing some coaching work before coaches there to help people succeed in achieving their goals so I just wanted to end on that note but I just want to thank you so much once again Gail, for being on the podcast today, for being my very special guest. I wish you all the very, very best. Thank you. And I do you. This has been so fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Gail. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with this remarkable woman, Gail Teven. I just want to leave you with the top 10 tips from today's episode. And I hope that this helps okay so number one get support through therapy and counseling number two ask yourself what are you tolerating at the moment in your life number three if you are facing a fear of staying with something harmful and are also facing the fear of not knowing what will happen if you leave that harmful situation choose the fear that will guide you to the safety and protection that you need and you deserve number four when you break away from a toxic situation you learn to trust yourself again number five know that each time you stumble you have a point of reference to show you that you were able to get back up again Number six, to be able to step away from the judging, the guilt and the shame, know that it is not your fault. Number seven, know that nothing that has happened to you changes your innate worth. You are precious. Number eight, dance your way to happiness. If you're feeling down, put on an upbeat song and dance yourself happy. Number nine, water is very therapeutic. If you live near water, spend time near the water. And if you don't, you can have a bath or even a foot spa with some Epsom salts. This can really help relax you when you are feeling stressed. Or you can give what Gail does a go and see if that works for you. And just imagine yourself near the water and imagine the ebb and the flow of that water and the calm that it brings you. 
Number 10, plan ahead for something you look forward to. This really, really helps elevate your mood and makes you feel more optimistic, which in turn will give you strength and courage to deal with your challenges. Here's one bonus. You can retain your muscle memory through your mind. So be conscious of those things that your muscle memory is retaining and use your mind to work your muscles and change where it is needed. I hope this helps. Um, if you'd like to contact Gail Teven, please use the episode notes. And also, if you would like to get in contact with me, please do the same. All my links are in the episode notes for you to find me easily. All right, until next time, I'm sending you lots and lots of love and lots and lots of light and wishing you well and hoping you stay safe. See you. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories 
and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today, sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.